0: Well-known white supremacist Craig Cobb plans to turn Leith into a white nationalist community.
1: Here we can gather together and become a simple majority by legal electoral rights.
0: We live here, we breathe here, our kids grow up here.
1: That's white Americans hating on us, who are also white Americans.
0: This is what we sleep with every night.
1: They simply will not allow us to keep one
2: another's company, freely and
1: openly. Leave
0: me
2: alone. You shall be. I will hit you.
0: He posts my name, my address. We gotta go.
1: Power!
0: The Nazi people, I think they're all snakes. You gotta cut their head off to get rid of them. Oh it is possible to, leave
1: alive, to leave alive. I guess it's logical to say it's <sighs> Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, this is the Highlands Bunker Podcast, and today. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a uh, we're going to have a chat about uh, a documentary film that we saw and that we think has uh, some applications and it illustrates some issues that we talk about all the time. Uh, But before we do that, um, I want to talk about a couple of things with my friends Uh, today who's joining me is my friend James Johnson, who uh, is a uh, outlaw country commie (laughs) of uh, Edgewater Avenue. And a working class hero, James, thank you for coming.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, Drew Palmer, who is uh, a man of Claymont, uh, a Lar- Larry uh, Lambert disciple, I think it's fair to say. Is it fair to say that?
0: Yeah, yeah. And Like Larry laughed it a little bit for me.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I just talked to Larry this week and then talked to, to somebody else about it. And I mentioned that. I was like, oh, I talked to Larry about this. And they were like, oh, my God. Is he an angel? Someone called <laughs> him an angel. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like he, he might be. I mean, there's about five. There's about five people that I think are like, like these, like the nicest men I've ever met in my life, and he's in that five mm-hmm. people for sure. Uh, Drew Palmer, thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: And uh, you know, the man who makes these exciting uh, in a working family's party sweatshirt that he had to purchase himself because he's working. He's a wor- He's a working man. Uh, super producer Carl. Hello, Carl. Thank you, that's what that's all you get from him. I do appreciate that you watched the film though, um, because you had your your reaction to me was very similar. We'll talk about it when we get there. There's a couple things I want to talk about before, but I, I it was very interesting what your sort of rea- first reaction to it was. Um, the first thing I want to mention is that today is the anniversary of. Uh, The day that the Chicago police, uh, with the support of the FBI, uh, ambushed and assassinated Fred Hampton. And so I just want to point that out. Like, just people think about that stuff with everything that's going on, with everything we're going to talk about, like, sort of associated with this film. Um, Yeah, I mean, they assassinated that guy uh, because he said things like, I don't know, we're not going to fight racism with racism. We're going to fight it with solidarity. Uh, we're not going to fight capitalism with black capitalism. We're going to fight it with socialism. And so, yeah, that guy got assassinated uh, in, in in the lifetime of a lot of people that are walking around. So let's not pretend that um, this is not uh, this is an old this is a settled issue. It's not number one. Um, second thing that I want to talk about before we get to the film is that uh, yesterday, I think yesterday. There was another online seminar or webinar or Zoom thing uh, for um, the the Leobor Cop Bill of Rights Reform, which is ridiculous because of all the reasons we've already said on here. And they had another sort of uh, focus group, whatever. And, uh, yeah, people jumped on again and um, harassed activists on there uh, with slurs and then in the open meeting, uh, just you know, use the n word, and uh, you know, just made made total fucking fools out of themselves. And uh, it was covered in the paper today, I think I read it. So thank you, Sarah Gamard, for covering it and mentioning it. I hope people will think about. Um, so it's a it's a it's a call about uh, where cops are on one side and activists are on the other. And somebody comes on and yells the N-word? Like, who do you... What side do you think they support? So, like, I saw the FOP guy be like, this is horrible, horrible. But, like, yeah, they trolled it, and it's just some fucking dummy. We can't say the R-word anymore, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just some fucking dumb dumb who wants to yell the N-word and do a troll thing. Okay, fine. But, like, really... Why is that person interested in the Leobor reform SB149 fucking Zoom call? Do you think he's interested because of the activists that are there to try to get some reform? Or do you think that person's a fan of the cops? Because I think it's, it's actually very illustrative uh, when we talk about the film we're going to talk about. Welcome to Leith. Uh, it's on Tubi. It's uh, It's free. And it's about, uh, in 2013-14, in uh, some very infamous uh, Nazis and skinheads and uh, Aryan nation type uh, tried to move to North Dakota and take over a town. But, like, there is, um, there is a connection to the shit that we're doing, like, today. James, were you on that? I I know that you you've been on a few of those sort of public comment uh, calls for uh, Leo Bohr and other things. Were you on the call yesterday? I uh, was. Uh, so did you hear this How, Can you give me your experience of this incident?
2: Uh yeah. Uh, we were you know going down through the list of folks who were speaking, and uh, I don't remember the name. I think the same guy was on there twice, and I think first time it was a man's. Name the first time it was a woman's name, it obviously wasn't him, and he just said, I just wanna say I hate yeah. the word and uh and that was that and it was uh it was sort of eerie <laughs> you know the most people in most public settings you almost never hear someone use use that word in a serious manner i th- i think um and it was uh it was just very quiet. Most people don't even know what to say, <laughs> you know, when they hear something like that happen. Yeah.
1: Did were you? Were, are you familiar with the story? Were you on the call, uh, Drew? Or, or no? no
0: I wasn't. This is the first I'm hearing about that.
1: Yeah. I act. The first I heard about it was just um, friend of ours, Kobe Owens, must have been on the call because on social media I just saw something he threw up, and it was like, you know, within ten or fifteen minutes, he's like, somebody just dropped the n word on this Leobor call. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, that that checks out." Uh-huh. Like, I mean, obviously, I was fucking just disgusted, mm-hmm. but I mean, it checks out. <laughs> like, you're like, and again, like nobody wants to say. I think in in, in Sarah Gamard's piece, um, she today the news piece, she she mentions um, Tizzy Lockman, who's a you know friend of ours, um, kind of came back and was like. You know, we don't, you know, just made, made like a, you know, a political sort of statement about it. But, but again, like, why did this person choose to do that? Like, what, what do you think, like, in the, in the context of talking about cop bill of rights reform, who do, you, who do you think these people, whose side do you think these people are on? So just, just again, just
2: citizens interested in yeah, yeah. common con, sense con, policy reports. Concerned, concerned citizens.
1: Concerned citizens <laughs> like uh yeah, concerned citizens like Craig Cobb. Yes. <laughs> uh, right? He's God. very concerned. He wants these, you know. So <sighs> here's why we got together today. Um I know that Drew is a huge uh like cinephile, like film head. I think he might be the only person I know who's uh, equipped to get a uh, Criterion channel, uh, thing. <laughs> uh, because again, like how how else are you going to watch like a French New Wave film if you don't have a fucking Criterion fucking
0: yeah, yeah? Besides uh, finding some like 360p streams or something,
1: and yeah, yeah, yeah. a film that man. Yeah, he's a film man. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's a film. He's a movie guy. Um, and I wanted to do something fun. Like I know we do a lot of like theory, and we talk to like people. It's like a little bit dry. Um, and I wanted to do something that wasn't so like academic and dry. So I wanted to do a film. And I asked uh, Drew, like, what What do you think we could talk about? What would be interesting? And you gave me a couple of uh, options. And the first one was Welcome to Leith. And um, like, you had obviously seen it before. I had never seen it before. What What about it kind of like piqued your interest? Thought this would be like a good like a topic.
0: Well, I saw it right around the time it came out, I think, at the Philadelphia Film Festival. I think it came out in 2015.
1: I think that's right, yeah. Because it happened, the, the incidents happened 2013-14, and then the the independent film came out the next year, 15. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I just, what w- really, cause I, I think you messaged me about uh, doing a film one right around the same time that the Rittenhouse trial was decided and he was told he was walking.
1: It was during the trial. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I don't know if he knew the verdict, but it was definitely uh, during uh, during that during that trial. Yeah,
0: and uh, something about him being let walk and kind of the precedent be sent that uh, activists and people that are out marching are kind of allowed to have targets on their back mm-hmm. now. Kind of made this film, you know, stand out a little bit to me. I, I suggested a few others, but this is one I've gone back to and watched a few times. I I really enjoy this documentary at some parts. Um, So I thought it'd be, you know, kind of a decent one to talk about.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to me because um, it, it ties into like a lot of stuff, like you're saying, but not in the way that you would think. Um, Let me just set the scene. So in the end of 2013, a, a very uh, sort of infamous, sort of known, Nazi white supremacist guy moves to a, a North Dakota town called Leith. It's tiny. In the 2010 census, I think, said there was 20 people there. I think the time that they moved there, the the mayor of the town said there maybe like a, had been 30 people. So it fluctuates between about 20 and 60. Very very tiny town. The guy goes there because of the uh, oil and gas boom because people can get sort of jobs there and he wants to start a um you know a white supremacist town in, in this town of of Leith North Dakota and um you would think and you mentioned Rittenhouse like one of the things that struck me is like in the common culture we think of Rittenhouse as like this sort of white Uh, Sort of suburban or rural middle class doofus, and you would actually think that is the the people of the town. Like the Rittenhouse person is the it's actually the person who want who who in the end are the heroes of this, Mm -hmm. in a sense. I mean, you laugh. What do you what do you think about that? Like, so these people move to the town, and obviously, like the thirty people in the town are not having it.
2: Yeah, Um, but like. It, it was funny because it was almost like foreign to them. Uh, it, these like small towns in in those kind of spaces in the Midwest and out, you know, towards the mountains and stuff, like those are people who, well, I mean, it's not talking down about them or whatever, but like people who live in much more isolation than anyone can even imagine. It's definitely a very isolated or place like for that. sure, yeah. And they looked like they'd seen an alien with three heads or something, you know, like this guy saying all this and they're... They're like, this man is saying these horrifying things out loud. Like, we don't even, we don't have people like that around here. Who is that? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like you'd think it would be, you kind of equate the two maybe, but it's those, you know, just average people that said, no, we don't want a town like
1: that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you'd think, again, like people have certain like preconceptions of what a town of of 30 or 40 or 50 people would be in, in rural uh, North Dakota. And I think those perceptions are completely wrong. Yeah. That was one of the things I got from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is that,
1: I mean, how did you, like, the, the, the depiction or the feeling you had about the people of the town?
0: Yeah, I would agree. Because you said it was about 25 or 30 people in the town. I think they said in their entire, like, 1,200 mile or whatever they said, square mile, there's, you know, four cops. It's just a it completely isolated area.
1: Yeah, and, and just uh, to, just to check deck. So it, yeah, it's Grant County. Grant County. So Grant County in uh, North Dakota is sixteen hundred square miles, and yet yeah, has four cops, a sheriff, and, and three deputy sheriffs. They're out like in on in the plains.
2: I yeah, looked that sure. up. Delaware is what like nineteen hundred or something, like just slightly larger, I think. Yeah, it's
1: so about it's, it's, like, it's similar to that. Yes, that's yeah. Right. And
0: we <laughs> we get to see those cops a few times later on, um. But I, I, I guess I thought the same thing. I, I kind of. It was surprising to see these people see it as alien, uh, that it's something they'd never heard of, never witnessed. Uh, They weren't familiar with his name or, you know, of uh, Metzger or I can't, I'm blanking on the name of the other guy that was running the NSM at the time.
1: Uh, Shope, something something like that. But it it was
0: all just completely lost on them until they, you know, kind of realized what was happening, that their town was going to be taken over democratically
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's the thing right that's the dialectic right it's like the free speech issue of it is i mean how far do you let these people go like at at one point you can think whatever you want to think uh but like are, are you going to be are you gonna have to live in fear of like this this uh, this guy who thinks that everybody should be, like, there should be uh, genocide? Right. Like, how far does that go?
2: I don't um, want to live, I don't feel safe living next to someone who says that, you know, religious or minority ethnic groups should be genocided.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, just to give some, some detail. So, this is a tiny, tiny town. The only thing I can think of around here to kind of... Uh, Draw a parallel is if you if you drive out west from Dover through that little those couple counties in Maryland before you get to 301 to go over the Bay Bridge. There's some towns that are like 50 people stoplight towns. Mm -hmm. Um, Now again they're they they are still only a mile excuse me an hour or two hours from DC or Baltimore. These are these are not two hours from anything. People in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) But but literally it's you know it's a it's a it's a it's an intersection town, so you know there are, there's a couple living on one side in a, just a rural house with like a garage and stuff, and on the other side it's people putting out like flags of you know Nazi Germany, the third you know like uh, the Rhodesia, uh, you know uh, apartheid South Africa, you know all that kind of stuff, and you're like I don't I don't think I like this, no, and so that's the sort of the situation that um, they find themselves in. And I also thought it was interesting that the mayor of the town has an interesting backstory. Do you remember what it was?
0: It, I, the, the mayor of the town was the one whose daughter had been...
1: No, actually, the, ma- no, the, 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 the person whose daughter had been uh, murdered on the West Coast oh, that, mm-hmm. is their neighbor. Like, right. That was the person who lived across the street. So there was a guy who was, uh, who was uh, remarried and lived across the street from these folks who's, who met in church, they said. That's um, great. whose uh, whose daughter had actually they don't they don't get into the the details, but the daughter had been murdered on, uh, either in California or Oregon, I think, on the yeah. West Coast before they moved there. Mm-hmm. So that was them. But the mayor, it sort of starts with the mayor, right? So he's like, "Yeah, I'm the mayor. I I've been on the city council since I've been 16." He's like 40 now. He was like, "The last two mayors died, and so like I'm now the mayor." <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yes. yeah. So like it's it's. You know, it's like you you're born into it, like a king, but you're not. You're just like a farmer. You're just like now I'm, I'm the guy. Like I got to do this, and it's funny because later on he's talking to like he has a phone conversation with the governor that is not um, not recorded, but then he has a phone conversation with like the state eight like uh, attorney general, which is recorded. And I'm like, this guy is just like the the mayor of a town of like 30 people. It's just like he's like, well, that sounds fucked up like he's just fucking talking <laughs> to people yeah, like you... that but that that was the that was the mayor of the town.
0: Yes. <laughs> but back to what you just said a minute ago, the one thing that strikes me immediately and I guess it shouldn't be all that surprising but you mentioned the flags, the amount of flags that he has out in front of his house is so it, it's such a bizarre thing uh cuz they talk about they want to live in peace. Huh. And they, they act like yeah. they're not really out there peacocking. And then he has, you know, nine hundred flags uh out in his front yard. You can almost not see his house because of the amount of flags in the way.
1: Yeah, a guy comes and moves from um I think again from the West Coast. I'm not positive, but he was a he's an Iraq war veteran who gets married and then moves there with his kid, but he's like a neo Nazi. It's funny, the first the first and the second time. I watched it again this morning to take more notes. Um Nurse Susan turned to me. And she was like, "Why does everybody like this look like that?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, "I don't know." She was like, "Is that like what Aryans look like? Do they look like they're fucking stupid?" Like I said, I think they. I said, I really think that they're like they're trying to work that look. Like he's got like sort of a, uh, like a Hitler mustache. Yeah, and he's Chinese, but that's the guy who moves there, uh, and, and and they're just trying to like he he's the one who. Explains he's like we're gonna have all the flags out of all the white nations, uh, you know, occupied fucking Finland or whatever. Like, yeah. like, this guy's <laughs> this guy's out of control. Like, and it's and it's awful too because you're like I like Oktoberfest and like I'm not I understand the history and I get what like. Right. Monarchy was, and I'm like, but it's cool when you're at Oktoberfest and you see the Bavarian flag, and you're like, oh, this is how we like drink beer and we're fun. But when they're flying the Bavarian flag, you're like, that's not what they mean. No. Yeah, <laughs> like they they made something completely different. Yeah, uh,
0: Dutton, by the way, recently arrested in Tennessee for uh, disrupting a pride parade. If you would believe. Uh, right. So
1: Dutton is the guy who moved there with the, the, the Iraqi war veteran, who yes, later yeah. on the young, guy. not to, not to, yeah, not to okay. uh, jump too far ahead, but. Uh, eventually, uh, because of just menacing within the little town, and they're you know they're they're carrying guns, they're trying to provoke people, they are uh, they're filming it all to try to put it like put it on the internet or whatever. And so they wind up getting arrested, and the guy who gets arrested with uh, with Cobb is is that
2: guy. Okay, I have yeah. strong thoughts on him. Yeah, they which, which be the younger but, guy, the the yeah. the
1: older guy or the younger, guy? the younger one. So the younger guy who's the Iraqi war veteran who moves yeah. with his wife. Yeah. yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on this guy? Oh,
2: who's, just, whose name he is? Took a ple- uh, it,
1: what is his name again? I
0: for the life of me, uh, as many times as I watch it, I cannot pronounce his first <coughs> name, so I always <coughs> refer I to have it as here Dunnitz. somewhere.
1: And I, Kynan, I, 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 I remember. Don- it, Dutton, Dutton is the guy's name. Yeah, Dutton, Dutton was his last name. His Dutton name. was, yeah, Keenan Dutton. Yeah, so okay. his last name is Dutton. Deep, and he was the the yeah. the war the you know right. He was the Iraqi odd, war veteran. Yeah. His so he he was like the sidekick of yeah of Cobb. Yeah, uh, whose wife was there, and they have a kid. But he's like uh he was he was real kicked in the ass about like the the flags, and yeah. he winds up. You find out later that he's like. He seems like he's a decent cook, which is something like I that hits me like yeah, it hits me because he has all his he has all these recipes on like paper, and I think it's after they are arrested after they get out. He's like a yeah, he's like baking a birthday cake for his son. That's like this beautiful handmade right. cake, like compotes in it
0: and everything. Yeah, he's handmade. like I made
1: three compotes last night. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, obviously, it's, I wasn't surprised. But he does say very explicitly, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, white supremacist, Nazis. We like to cook. Man, <laughs> you know, kind of like that.
0: that. Like he wants to make his uh, like cute little cookbook, and he says he wants to show the world his flavors. And yeah. yeah, he shows he's a couple of his recipes chef. for banana bread. <laughs> and yeah, I
2: know. So what, James? What? Did, this is the I guy who had strong feelings. He about. he, having. I'm no expert, but having encountered some folks of this nature, you you know you use the word I think peacocking earlier like much of it is just sort of posturing and machismo and there's all sorts of nonsense that goes into it but i I literally started laughing when it cut to the courtroom scene and I can't remember exactly what he said, but I believe he pleaded guilty and he uh he sounded, he attempted to sound very contrite for the judge. He said, I've made a mistake, and I, you know, I got a little wound up, and I was, you know, it was completely wrong. And I just started laughing because it it just struck me as ironic, just sort of juxtaposed <laughs> against just clown over the top. Well, it's incredible you because know, after behavior. that scene,
1: <coughs> he has to go to a... uh it's like a Motel Six and just crash out because it's like right. after the plea deal, and I have a bunch of stuff about that. But here's here's what I want to. I, there's one kind of free speech topic oh. that I want to uh, bring up and see what people see what you took of it because they they make it. I mean, they don't make it explicit, but they're they're saying it. You know, right? When Cobb goes to buy this property in this tiny farming town. They meet, they cut to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the research that the Southern Poverty Law Center does, and they say, "We knew who this guy was, here's right. his history, et cetera, et cetera." And then the well, one of the women who I think runs the project, like the tracking project of these hate groups and violent groups, says, "We don't think this kind of stuff should exist." And so we're going to use, Every piece of public information available to try to pressure legally. I mean, it's all legal, but like mm-hmm. wh- whether in the legal or s- culturally or socially, we're going to try to use all of this information to drive these out. Do you remember she said that? Yeah, she said she that. She sounded. Exact I,
2: I I don't like use it. She sounded rabid. She was she was ready to tussle with these folks. Yeah, and believed that it was an evil and an ill that should be like stomped out of America.
1: Which again, <laughs> I think she might be right. Here's the, here's I, the here's the I don't yeah yeah here's the here's the the, 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 the the catch though the thing that they talk about Cobb Greg Cobb like the, the the leader of this sort of move was that he was big on the online and he liked to like he was like a big doxer he would dox everybody mm-hmm. he'd be like this is this guy his daughter was killed here's his sister <coughs> she might have had something to do with it and putting all that stuff online. Yeah. Their picture, their phone number, where they live, yeah. all that stuff. And his, and his defense of that is like, this is all public information that I'm using to do what I think is right. right. Which is basically exactly the same thing that the <laughs> woman from the Southern Poverty Law Center said. Yeah. Which was really interesting. I, I mean, I'm sure they, they picked that to, to, to sort of juxtapose those two things. But I wonder if you guys picked up on that and what your thoughts about that
2: are.
0: Yeah, I certainly picked up on that. Um, it, it, it's obvious from the beginning that, uh, of course, the way Cobb uses it is much different. They kind of alluded to the fact that he may have led directly to a judge's uh, not not the judge being murdered, but the judge's like mother-in-law and husband being murdered.
1: Correct. Yeah, there was some raid. He he put a he put a judge's you know he, whatever he put some information about them and their family, and then subsequently. There was like a ambush on their house, and people were murdered. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't make. You know, you just put it out there. You don't know what's going to happen with it. But those two things happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and throughout the film, uh, there's these uh, families. Uh, the the one guy and his wife that had several kids. You know, he has to take his family with him when he travels out of town during that period because this guy has shared his kids' names, his wife's name, where they work, what they do, their address, their phone numbers. Right. I think even at the end of the film. There's a point where he shows they, they show his landline and he has two post-it notes above it saying "do not answer these two numbers: one Dutton and one Cobb." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did pick up on that uh, earlier in the film. Um, th- of course, something again she said, uh, which shouldn't surprise anybody, but she did say after 9/11 that they uh, gave up on you know looking after uh, white terrorism for That's a while. That's right. Like they were going they were they were things. getting ready
1: to like sort of move on this sort of this <laughs> sort of threat. And uh, yeah, they completely went off. But, and she says it's understandable. I guess, I guess being there, being the <laughs> oldest guy, like it was understandable considering the mood of the country. But look, like, like in retrospect, it was very stupid. But uh, I mean, like that's like look, I'm not look, I'm an older guy. I remember what the mood of the country was, so I'm not gonna like try to pretend it wasn't. But I mean, I can say looking back on it, it was extremely stupid. Yes. But I, yeah, the the, the cooks. Yeah. It was the it was uh, their their neighbors were the cooks. Um, they were particularly menaced. Um, he did like have to because he worked out of town and like I, they don't say it explicitly, but he seems like he was probably working on the oil rigs or, or natural gas stuff too. I, I would assume. Yeah, seemed like that. Yeah. And so when he would have to go and work out in the fields for a week or two, he would take the whole family had to pack up and fucking fuck off because. Yeah, I mean, he was training his wife, and his wife was carrying, you know, a, you know, a nine millimeter. But these guys are walking around the neighborhood with fucking long guns, yeah. just fucking menacing people with fucking Nazi flags. But you know, so it was weird. It was, you know,
2: it, it's interesting to me though that the whole that you, you talked about this guy's tactic, like he's famous for doxing people, like that this guy's cob, his entire thing. You know his whole career, so to speak, in the public space doing this has been just trying to get people wound up to hit him or do something mm-hmm. that you can say, "Oh, it's a legal look."
1: Yeah, they're trying to provoke, right? He's just, some yes. response that they can point to and be like, "Well, yeah." And it's funny because I wrote that down. I was like, "It's just, it's just a dumb
2: provoca-
1: uh, yeah. provocation." They're just trying to get you know.
2: Yeah, and it when you you know it. it I, I thought of that when when the guy was you know begging the judge to treat him nicely because he was just a little confused and you know, and you know wound up <laughs> yeah. or whatever he says I'm an odd, just needed an odd a second man. chance <laughs> you know the the whole sort of whitewashing and centering of all that sort of speech and rhetoric and all the stuff that goes with it 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 it, it, it never seems to me to be overtly aggressive in a violent way necessarily I mean obviously some things have happened since then since that film was made Um, but it always seems to be this sort of provocation based thing that's you know just sort of looking for a reaction rather than you know but the yeah, those exactly. goalposts There's are moving too you know one, like those at those one point he
1: goes into a it. thing about like I I, I w- sort of like a uh, an argument in favor of the victim mentality right he sort of talks about like we're always victims so this is why like almost saying like the victim mentality is good like you, you know basically saying yes we are really all all the victims here you know it's a mm-hmm. like, white genocide sort of situation yeah and so there's definitely that uh that aspect to it I,
2: yeah it's it's just for me that's just the thing that seems overarching in all the themes, through all the actions, through all the kind of context to it. Well, the that... thing that
1: winds up getting them getting them arrested, right, is like they decide because of all of the uh, stuff that's going on in this little town that they're going to, you know, like protect their property, and they're going to go out with these right. rifles and like walk the. Property. It's like a dirt road town. They're literally just circling people's houses. Yeah. Like so they're just like back and walking and forth in front of their you neighbor, know, <laughs> like this is my property, that's your property. Like, we're all living in a fucking field, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. It's like, but so the younger guy's wife is like has to be like the, the, the videographer. So she's yep. got her phone videoing yep. everything. And and Cobb is like, no, no, don't do anything yep. yet. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> You're gonna say that. He's
0: being the director, yeah, yeah. Like, he's
1: like he wants it to be like yep. a certain way to, to to fucking make it a certain way. Yeah, and I'm then finally, the cops come and there's an incident, but they get to go home. But a couple hours later, or at some point <laughs> later in the day, they come and arrest them. That's how they get arrested because they're like marauding the town, like the fucking Taliban or like the ISIS or something. And uh, and that's how they finally get arrested but the way that it's presented as like that woman just shooting a tiktok video yeah is r- just it's what... so indicative i think carl said it when he when he got back to me and think he was like you know you feel something but it's just so absurd so it's you're like just a making... facebook
0: live video yeah, right like, what like the fuck? he's, he's doing the whole like make sure we're like both that. in the shot right we need to both be in the <laughs> shot and, you know, p- part of the reason they were arrested and eventually charged is while they're on camera, they're talking about, like, uh, oh, I need target practice. I hope they shoot at us. I need target practice. And
1: it's. Yeah. And well, then the guy says, like, well, they have to shoot first, maybe one or two. But they don't know what their name is. Yeah, we'll, m- we'll mow them down. Like, yeah, uh, it was really it was it was again, it was like it was that little behind the scenes tidbit where, like. These guys are just fakes. It's Bullshit. all marping. Right. And it's this, all it's, it's, like fake. That's what I'm saying. Well, all
2: this.
0: Y- you go to like um uh, probably like a half hour earlier in the documentary. There's a, a point where Dutton shows up to a town hall meeting yes. and he starts, you know, freaking out. And then he does the, you know, Sieg hell yes. white power. And then a 90 year old man comes in and like effortlessly slams him against a wall right. and he puts his head down and leaves. Like right. he's, he's just there to wind people up. He he wants to be loud, but he there's nothing to back that up. And, and that's what reminded me of, like, the, today you know, things that are going on now. I, I, you and me talked about it briefly during the BLM protests in Wilmington uh, previously when there were people out with automatic guns protecting Trolley Square, you know? Yeah.
1: The guy down the block. It's, it's all, it's I was like, what are you, a special operator? <laughs> that's like, he right? was like, you don't have to be. I was like, well, d- let me tell you something. Just don't shoot your balls off. <laughs> but,
0: like none of them care about like protecting Opa Opa or like, you know, uh Logan House. It's all LARP. It is correct. All... All... I just want
1: to have cool pictures. Yeah, they want to be the... like we're protecting our well, that's the yeah. again, that's <laughs> the Rittenhouse thing, right? Yeah. Like we're protecting our we're protecting property because this is like liberty. It's all bullshit. Well, but but yeah, that's exactly what it
2: is. In this with that guy in the meeting when he gets his ass kicked, like you said, it just like the old guy, like,
1: shut the fuck up!
2: Get well, out of here! I remember because I
1: watched it again. So, uh, and, and it's, I'm so glad, Drew, that you brought this up because that's I was thinking about this uh, sort of vis-a-vis the free speech thing. Yeah. Like on one hand, like you can think whatever you want, but if you're going to a community meeting of 30 people and you're just yelling "Sig Heil," like some the, kick just, your ass, just, just yeah, shut the well, fuck yeah. up! Like <laughs> so, so finally, so like the sheriff who's like. 50. 60 years old or whatever is like shuffling him out as he's like sig hiling and everything's fine but then he says like fuck you fuck you and then so the sheriff takes him rams his face against the wall yep. and there's like a, a a very brief scuffle and then as drew said he, he just puts his head down and fucking walks out because the, the whole
0: reason he's there is he's before he does the see how and the white power the whole reason he's there is he's like you guys are flipping off my wife and me
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. people are being mean to me. Yeah, the, we, by don't, house. we don't like you you're because not of the shit to, that you're yeah, doing. To you're act, an asshole. Act
0: like a
1: fucking normal person.
0: We're, we're not allowed in the the little community bar. You're not serving us. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about that for a minute? Because uh. one of the things that they set they set the stage very early on in the documentary that you know this was a this was a big uh, you know midwestern town uh, until the like l- l- late 19th century, right. and then you know it sort of died out, and the only the only business there is this bar. It's like a little store and bar. But there's several um, scenes set in that bar through the thing where they're, where the people of the town are just, like, gossiping about it. And they're like, Yeah, fuck these people. Like, exactly. but it's all cool. Like, the bartender's an old lady who just drinks Miller Lite out of a can. They show that right at the beginning. I love that. She's just sitting there drinking. And then it's just all these – and, again, I, the other thing we haven't talked about is just give sort of some – some description to the town is there's one uh, black guy who lives in the town, actually, who uh, said he's met his wife, uh, who's a white woman so- somewhere in the south. Know, Texas, maybe. Or I don't remember.
2: yeah Something like that. Something like that. But they
1: wound up moving to this place because he's like, a, again, he worked with his hands. He was a welder. They show him a bunch of yep. shit like working inside tanks and stuff like welding. And he's there. And and again, these rednecks just drinking beer. They're like, these fucking Nazis got to go. And they're like hugging the guy, the, the 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 black dude. And he's the black. Like they're like they're fighting for him. At at some point, uh, Cobb says like, "Here's your boy." And some old guy steps in. He was like, "This is a man. Don't ever fucking say that." He, like freaks out. <laughs> and like you just wouldn't. I don't know that kind of um, that kind of solidarity. Yeah. I don't think people expect that all the time. No, but like, I here's don't. this fucking farmer, this like sixty five year old white farmer from North Dakota, right? Who is stepping in because they called the one black guy in the town of fifty a boy, and he's like, "Oh no,
2: fuck this! I'm fucking <laughs> stepping in." Yes,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you don't. It really kind of like it makes it very poignant the whole the whole scene. Yeah,
0: because that's uh, I remember the first time I watched it when they introduce him the, the african-american
2: yeah
0: uh, gentleman um you get nervous the, the first time you see him about because right. you don't know if the town folk are going to be like we don't want the nazis here but like not for you know we don't really we right. just want them to go away uh so it, it was very heartwarming to see him stand in when cobb does that when uh, again cobb's recording it on a macbook that he brings with him a laptop that he walks Very around. Very weird on. stuff. Yeah, well, like you said, it, it takes the it takes some of the menace away. You just see this like goofball yeah. walking around yeah. with a, a laptop, putting it in people's faces yeah. and getting six inches away from them, and then "Don't touch me, don't touch me." Yeah,
1: it's one of those. You know,
2: the just, the f- I'm certainly not as much of like a well a film man. Uh, <laughs> you're the film man, certainly even as much as I used to be. But the, they obviously made an effort to show up. What these folks always focus on, which is the rhetoric and the big banners and the big flags and the big power eagles and stuff, and and then you know the the flip side of that is these guys, you know, making a TikTok video yeah. and plotting out, you know, hopefully <laughs> someone will punch them in the nose on video or something like that, and they'll be able to get some you know money or get on TV that's exactly or something what it is. like yeah. this total. You know this huge, powerful rhetoric and symbolism with these just deeply insecure men.
0: <laughs> it's like you said. The whole point they're going for is to get popped in the nose and get some. Because
2: yeah. they show it's one of Cobb's
0: videos earlier before that, where he's walking around a city and he's asking, going up to you know uh, black people and saying like, "Hey, are you armed?" Or do you, are you? Go? And if you look at you know some of his past things, that he's been kicked out of Canada. He's been kicked out of Estonia. Um, but his Big thing before was he showed up to, uh, you know, a Rosa Parks memorial, and he's just walking around videotaping himself. You know why I'm here? You know why I'm here? I'm happy she's dead. And he's just trying to get someone to clock him. Yeah. He's doing he's doing like the Steven Crowder, prove me, I'm you know, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's walking yeah, around yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah, so change my this mind. He's like, done... he's doing
1: this. It's so funny <laughs> as you're saying that. Because uh, Carl and I always joke that if we if we made the right wing turn like the green walled sort of like <laughs> shift and we had to go on Rumble like what could, what Rumble. like what could we possibly do? And I think I could do the Alex Jones like it's a globalist, but folks, I have the documents. It's gl- the globalists are all over here, <laughs> you know, to do the whole fucking thing. And this is is like almost exactly that. Like it's just it's just for sh- it's like. I, for some reason in my mind, I feel like I'm the victim because I'm white, which, which is already like, you're kind of out of your mind, <laughs> but you have to build this whole like persona around yeah. it. Uh, I think he says at the end, like, you know, I'm trying to like, uh, I wrote it down actually. Like, I, I, I got to read this because what, what does he say? Uh, and, and after he's they go through a plea deal and he's released, and of course, uh, the, the neighbor is the neighbor literally the best is the prosecutor, the county prosecutor <laughs> is gonna is on the phone, a cell phone with the mayor of the town. It's just like a farmer in the town. He was like, So you're gonna plea deal, and the cook, the guy, in the neighbor's like, Ah, it's fucking bullshit. That's they're fucking like, bullshit. In his house, yeah. just, so he literally handed. <laughs> the phone of the other guy yeah. he's, he's like guy.
2: He's
1: you like, yell at him you know my wife I'm teaching my wife how to fire that gun <laughs> <laughs> nah this is bullshit it's just like, bullshit. it's just, a, it's just well, for then- somebody who like likes to sit in a studio in his own house and like yell at politicians it, it really it struck me as a really neat thing it's so a- but he does get he gets uh, he gets released on a on a plea deal and and then he's very contrite, yeah, fa- of really phony cons- contrite. But then he goes to the to the Motel Six, and he's like, "Yeah, I like to go online and just like for twenty hours a day." He says, 18, yeah. twenty hours a day." <laughs> yes, I said. I wrote down. I literally wrote down. Post release. Online addict. Because <laughs> he was like... At <laughs> si- first he was like 14, Toaster. 16, 18, 20 hours a day. Like he goes all yeah.
0: the way Just up like, to- like scrolling around on like 4chan trying to fire people up. Just it's, trying to uh, fuck uh, with or, people. Yeah. Just... And I, I like that part, by the way, when he calls the people at the Motel 6 and he's, don't tell any guests I'm here. No one cares, man. Come
1: on.
2: Nah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want anybody to know I'm yeah. here. Like, literally. It might be like, mean to me or my family. Like, literally. We don't deserve There's
1: about that. four yeah, people who even care where he, you are. He's calling no all way.
0: of his, you know, white supremacist friends and none of them are answering the phone. He's leaving voicemail after voicemail, you know. That was uh, fantastic. I'd, I'd like to add, he got that plea deal because that one, uh, retired Navy guy with the camera kind of yeah, gave it up and was like, I actually wasn't afraid of him. And they like, you know, all right, man, well, <laughs> Yeah, there's thanks. a really
1: cool, <laughs> there's great. a really cool uh, um. a character in this who, uh, you know, it's a guy, it's like, I think he's an ex-Navy SEAL, old dude who lives, again, the other thing is, there's there's so much, um, like, the guy mentions it. The younger guy from the West Coast mentions like Irish and German Americans basically settled this land as yeah. Americans. Once we, you know, killed all the indigenous people, who do have a great, uh, who do have a great cameo in this. Shout out to all the fucking indigenous people who are who have a cameo in this because they stood up.
0: The first time you see the police is uh, them escorting.
1: One of the There's like 20 of these people, 200 indigenous people show yeah. up the protest, and all of a sudden there's like the SWAT teams there. Well, like, that guy stands like, up
0: and yeah. he goes, I'll fuck you up. And then he, you know, uh, Metzger or whoever, which, whatever one of them, yeah, they yeah, all, yeah. you know, the yeah. he, he points at him and the police go over and usher him out.
1: He can't him he goes i'll i'll take you right out of here and say where you live he's like i'll tell you where i live motherfucker here comes the <laughs> exactly. fucking cops like the guy was ready to go yeah for 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 real but uh yeah i lost my train of thought on the indigenous people but um but yeah it was it was cool to see them stand up the the last uh the last scene of it and maybe this will help us, like, sort of reflect on it, is uh, so one of the thing that the, the town decides to do is the, the land they buy is obviously very rural out of nowhere. So none of it has, like, a water hookup. They have no septic right. or, or sewer. I'm, I'm sure it's all, like, septic and, and well. And, but they have to get all that set up, and they don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. And so the town is like, well, fuck you. We're going to, we're going to you know say that for safety you have to have all this and it's one of the ways that while they're uh, while two of the guys are incarcerated they're they're able to like basically like demolish the house so
2: yep, they condemn, so it.
1: They condemn <laughs> it they demolish it but then they have to like because it's just so much shit they just light it on fire <laughs> they're like throwing gasoline <laughs> on it.
0: while some other like random guy that never really explains still owns the house he said he bought it from them.
1: well yeah. i don't know if it was before or after they think but like yeah a guy yeah, a guy from a from, from like just some other town was like yeah they asked me if i wanted to buy it i was just like yeah i'll buy it like, Nazis live there. I was like, I don't care. Fuck those guys. I just, like, I, I, he's like, I own three houses in Leith.
2: You know, whatever. It doesn't, care. yeah, I might use it or something. Oh, no,
1: the, the Navy SEAL guy lived in, uh, if you notice, uh, New Leipzig. So, yeah. Leipzig is a, a German city. So, the New Leipzig in, in yeah. uh, this place would, would not be there. And, of course, the, the county seat or where the, the uh, thing is, is in Bismarck. And the judge. That it uh, presides over the 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 plea deal is uh, called Judge Reich. Yeah. (laughs) So like the young guys, like yeah, the 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 German people settled here, and you're like, you mean the guy from New Leipzig that goes to Bismarck for Judge? Like, actually, you're right about that. It's all it's literally all German farmers who killed the Indians and then now or killed the natives, and now that they're here, you know. Like actually, the Nazi guy has a great point right there. It's, it's actually, amazing that it's they exactly, are, exactly what happened. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they have turned into like the arbiters of like freedom and you know. Yeah, they, I mean, well, I mean, those like fighting for what's I right. Mean, as I will really always say, are, right?
1: the, you know, from Ohio all the way through Wisconsin and and uh, the Dakotas, those German people were the good ones. Yeah. It's the August Village of salt of the earth uh, communist revolutionaries. Uh, but yeah, so the last uh, scene is. Um, is the the home that he has purchased that has been totally demolished is is like uh, is is burning and uh, he has just checked out of the uh, motel 6 and he's like waiting in a bus shelter
0: it looks like
1: and that's like the two that's like the t- that's the shot at the end that was like this is what's happening right now but you don't really get a you know there's no there's no resolution. It's just this right. is what this is what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think they say at the end that that I think it's um, Metzger still owns property there, but you know he's not going to do anything with it.
1: Yeah. So I think that that's exactly right. So so Cobb had to give up. Well, obviously it was all burned. But Metzger and I th- I think even the other guy Shope
0: uh, or whatever. Yeah, they the have pro- so some
1: people still or own yeah, the property the NSM there. Guy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy with the the very. That guy's suit. He's got the black suit on oh, yeah. the black shirt, but like the white stuff on it, and then the tie with the white stuff on it. Like basically he's trying to do like a new age Himmler sort of move. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's real fat and stuff. It's funny. It's a uh, I mean again, if it wasn't if, if they weren't uh asking for uh, like genocide, it would be funny. I, just, well that's they're all like when they're
0: signing the papers and taking pictures with each other, they're all wearing like these you know, like, the big jackets with all their, like, uh, you know, decals pressed on it. And they just all look so goofy. Yeah. And, you know, and it's their their, their their ideas are the scariest things in the world. And then you look yep. at the people that are saying them.
2: And it's... I, yeah, I, but... I maintain that it is all just <laughs> deeply insecure men It's who are just lashing out and trying to look big and powerful. And it's the... <laughs> The, the final kind of takeaway for me was that, well, first of all, he's he's done this like three or four other towns. Like, he's tried to do this. Like, this is well, yeah, Cobb's as whole Drew career he just been, he's moving been, uh, around trying out of to fire like, people Belarus. Up. He's
1: been like, yeah, yeah he's, a, and, he's a, it's just what he does. Yeah.
2: But he, the, the reason, the, the sort of way they caught him or whatever was condemning his house for not having basic utilities. And it was just so incredibly ironic to me because this ideology that he's espousing they'll say lots of things and I've one of these I actually had someone who worked for me who was uh, ideologically the same as these folks and when he retired literally moved out west to you know join a very small community where there were lots of white folks
1: yeah I just like Idaho uh, Nevada there's a few there's a few pockets of this yes Mm -hmm.
2: and and you know, they they finally caught him, you know, and were able to sort of stomp this out in their community democratically by saying, well, you don't have the structure, you don't have the infrastructure that people need to be able to live and survive. And it was just a huge, like their, their ideology, even though they may say, oh, well, we want to live in our own society and all this. There's no, there's no plan forward. There's no structure. It's just like death to other people who you know, these certain subgroups that they've right. chosen. And you can see that in these guys' lives. Like, it's just, you know, it, it gets fucked up because of the prison system and all this kind of stuff that doesn't matter if you're black or white or even a neo-Nazi. But there there's no grand scheme. They're just going around with a video camera trying mm-hmm. to rile people up because of some sort of grievance that they have as literally the most powerful type of person in the yeah, history. Yeah, it's a type it's like a, it's like a Nazi
1: type of nihilism, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I have to be and somebody says it like that that religious aspect of it that they keep going back to where it's like this white religion like you you are the god sort mm-hmm. of like
0: uh, creativity Yeah, or and
1: they're and, and they're like you know, I have to defend this or I'm dead. Like this is what like I'm I'm god. I have to do mm-hmm. this and it's yeah, it's 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 just like that. But it's funny that you said it would be – that was – I was trying to look up the Carl's uh, reaction to it when he said he did have sort of like a – you know, a, a, a reaction to it. But he, mm-hmm. he was like – and I was surprised because of how ridiculous it was. Like, because, yeah. again, like you see that stuff and it is it is totally ridiculous. Yep. Like, how, how is this happening? But, yeah, it's sort of like – it's sort of like internet troll come to life. Everything. Yep. You know, white supremacist, uh, gun nut uh, – you know, you got an Iraqi war veteran who is 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 uh, distraught. Probably. Yeah, at some point, somebody even says something like, uh, "You know, the, the the U.S. government goes overseas and they do warfare, armed warfare, to try to get people to think the way they want them to think." So, what's wrong with this? And you're like,
2: well, that's a fair question. You're like, yeah, Yeah. it's actually. If you just if you (laughs) just ask that question, I think we'd all be fine. Like, if you didn't fly,
1: if you didn't have swastika tattooed on your fucking forehead, maybe we could have this conversation. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, that they like a lot of it. Just like a lot of these like conspiracy theories and things that like freaks and like weirdos sort of latch onto. There's a there's a grain of truth to it, and we have to kind of admit like, ah, yeah, you actually you're right
2: about that. Well, but there's some there's some Rubicon or some, you know, there's some line, you oh, well, know, I, where I you're mean, like, w- mean, yeah, where yeah, you it's can't. like, I'm with you until, you know. Oh, yes. Like, oh, what, who? All the no, other stuff that's you're not doing. The,
1: what are you talking about? Yeah, all the other stuff oh, you're doing no. is absolutely unacceptable.
0: <laughs> but it, it's like you said, it's the, the, the silliness of it, the absurdity, because a, a good, and I should have suggested this to check out along with this, was uh, Tom Metzger, who I think started, like, the, you know, current Aryan brotherhood in mm. California in the 80s is a part of this and a documentary louis theroux did a documentary where he stayed with tom Metzger for a couple weeks in california and uh, i came out a couple years before this it was i i like louis theroux but um it, i mean it's just the guy just wants to have like dinner parties with his racist friends and they all just you know chant the n-word and then it shows him in his day-to-day and like He goes to businesses that are black. uh, You know, the guy that fixes his TV is is black and he's friendly with him. He doesn't (laughs) like, he just wants people to hang out with. Like it, it, I, I'm sure he believes the stuff he says, but it's, it's just also bizarre how it's so goofy.
2: My friend, uh, my friend, Cody shout out to my friend, Cody just told me the other day and I made him recount the incident because of this, because we were going to be talking about this. He was up in Philadelphia where he lives and, uh, Ran was in the grocery store, fucking acne or something, and uh, was walking with his girlfriend and was like, you know, took a like a double, you know, double take. And uh, some guy's like, Is that guy like a Nazi? And sure enough, you know, he comes around to like, you know, kind of see, and this guy's got like a like a some sort of, like, sweatshirt with, you know, like a like a Reich Eagle thing on it with a, you know, like a, a swastika in the middle of it. So you're like, oh, no, I I, I know what so. that is. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. And, uh, you know, the guy finishes getting his fucking groceries and stuff and goes and checks out and gets into some kind of, you know, car, some sort of sedan or something with one of those little paw uh, magnets on the back <sighs> or whatever. Man. You're like, Hell it's yeah. just... and I om- Hitler I don't... loved his dog. Right. You don't want to, like oh well they're you know they're people just like us and that's like a different question but it's like he's just some dude who just wants to rile people up about that's this so, one specific thing so he also just is a cat like, guy or
0: yeah they just seem like lonely people who uh get sucked in into this just insane world and then they all start believing it like i said if you watch the thing with tom metzger like half of it, it's just him having like little parties with his friends where they all like pat each other on the back for you can't, being like
2: you can't couch that idea you can't con- you can't hold up that ideology with facts that's that's no. why, you know yeah. it's that it, to me at least that's why you always see it end up as some sort of circular yeah sort of thing that's either sort of self-defeating or just sort of like you said just sort of like if they were able to get money that's what they would just do is just keep talking amongst yes, themselves a- or whatever 100%
0: um you know like i said it's the the whole thing it's either him posting on the internet or it's him you know having his friends over and they all just right. pat each other on the back for the stuff they were posting and <laughs> doing in public it's it's you said it, it's the worst ideology that you could think of but the, the people behind it just make it so hard sometimes to like uh i don't know if i would say take seriously but
2: well and that's it's interesting because we I, just I think had... you do need to a little you know right it was a couple i don't remember exactly when but um down in newark and elkton i think the fbi i believe it was picked up these these guys and the one was uh uh, the canadian guy who had crossed the border i think his name was matthews i think Uh, patrick matthews maybe um and like those guys they say they obviously had an informant or something so Mm -hmm. there's always like this question of were those guys being helped along or were they just, you know, found out or something. But like those guys were talking about blowing stuff up and, you know, acquiring guns and bombs and whatever else. And then, you know, there's in that sort of same vein, there's also these people who are, you know, by definition, the same sort of, you know, neo-Nazi or reactionary or whatever, but just like it's hard to take them seriously yeah, if you're just it's, it's walking the, around filming.
0: It, it's the people they influence because they do show in the documentary at one point. Right. They, they, they shadow it earlier when this guy from Missouri calls in and he says that he thinks the community in Leith is, is fine. It's just white people. They just, just want to hang out and with white people. And then it turns out that later on, right. he shoots up a synagogue right. and he kills uh, you know, a 60-year-old man, a, a 16-year-old boy, and a 50-year-old woman. But then and, and it's like he wasn't part of any of these groups. He was just listening to their shows online and right. reading all their posts,
1: calling into the radio, calling show. into the radio right.
0: show. And, uh, you know, he worked himself up and pushed himself over the edge. And it's it's the, the you know, a lot of these, you know, freaks that run these groups. Uh, it's it's more the people that they they influence the people they're not associated with right. directly uh, go off and, you know.
2: Well, then how do you how do you. In any kind of society, whether you say that it's democratic, which is sort of funny, or in sort of some perfect world or construct, like, how do you manage that sort of thing? If you say, well, we don't, I don't want to live in a society where where people are allowed to wind other people up like yeah. that. Like, yeah. do you then start criminalizing their speech? Like, what's the solution to that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, the whole... The whole, con- the whole thing that I think, and this is why people, I think, should watch it. So, welcome to Leith. Uh, it's on Tubi. It's free streaming. Because I, I, I know everybody who listens to this loves free shit because they won't fucking patronize the, the podcast. I see what they're doing. I like that I see the people who listen to right. the podcast and the people who actually have a patronage of the podcast. <laughs> There's a huge... The I tell you what. The uh, the income gap. It's a disparity. There it's a, a disparity, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who you are, you fuckers. <laughs> but it's this 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 documentary is free uh, streaming. You do have to watch some goofy uh, ads, uh, uh, but you know, at least you don't have to pay anything. Uh, w- welcome to Leith. I think it's something that uh, yeah, it brings up a bunch of uh, a bunch of cool shit. So check it out. And now, what's going to happen is. Drew, James, and Carl, and I are going to smoke a little more. We're going to drink a little more. And we're going to have another conversation about something that I want to have a conversation about. Maybe we'll release it. Maybe we won't. We don't know.
2: Mm, Maybe we'll release
1: it. Maybe we'll release it for only fucking patrons.
2: You goddamn freeloading fucks! What's the minimum amount someone would need to me a up month. just to be able to hear <laughs> this? Possibly, thousand,
1: possibly, yes. Uh, we uh, we take Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> Carl Ooh. Carl's looking into uh, Ethereum uh, Doge. We're calling it Ethereum Doge. He's, oh, no. uh, he's he's coding it right now. It's it's really something.
0: Yes, yeah, this this is a uh, certainly a podcast worth listening to. I uh became aware from listening to more of your uh cattier episodes. Uh I love hearing Delaware politicians get uh made fun of, uh called names. Uh it's all very good to me. The Kathy McGinnis episode I probably listened to three or four times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Kathy McGinnis episode I can say and and thank you to uh everyone who participated. You know who you are. Uh <clears throat> actually did uh Big numbers. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised.
2: I would. I would love to see Carl would know. But
1: again, all What's I want to do addresses? is talk to like all I want to do is talk to obscure like uh, class Marxist intellectuals, mm. <laughs> and like and then like fifty people listen. <laughs> and then if we just if we make fun of Kathy McGinnis, a thousand yeah people listen. Wow. You know, so it's it's uh, it's you know. It's the, just one of those things. There's a balance. It's a it's a dialectic, really. It's it's the it's only, a podcast dialectic.
2: It is tenuous.
0: It's the only podcast I can hear James Spadola get made fun of, and you can't put a price on that. Honestly, Look,
2: I'm sorry. I, I'm always the the here
0: story for that, is,
1: so and, and again, later. I don't know if you listen to this or not. I know a few. I know I knew, I do know that a few uh, Wilmington City Council members listen to this. Spadola has an uh, open door policy. The problem was he. Because he did six podcasts, and he got to interview Mike Castle twice, he thought that he was going to tell me what the final production was going to be
2: like. Ooh, a writer.
1: And, yeah.
2: Interesting. And I was like... Spicy. I
1: went, I, went, uh, I don't think so. I'm like, no. I, I was just like, no.
2: Friend, that's not how to questions work.
1: Now he won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I don't know. This is what he does. That's a bummer. I, you know what? Oh no! It's not though. people ask me, they're like, "Wouldn't you like uh, John Carney to come on?" I'm like, "What the fuck were we <laughs> talking we talk about?" Yeah, <laughs> that, that the would guy be doesn't great. even take a stand on anything. The guy, the just, guy's the fucking cipher.
2: Just yell at him be about being angry. At him yeah, about. we
1: can. We can. <laughs> Carl can. Re, Carl can turn the. Uh, Carl can turn the microphones on. And we can fucking. I can eat jello. You can fucking eat lime jelly. Yeah, you never want to have the same fucking thing. Guys, n- you, you never want to have one like
0: uh, Przicky or like anyone cool like that. Christopher Hill in the future, maybe. Uh, look,
1: Przicky. <laughs> I mean, look, the guy looks like perhaps he could pass away anytime. So I would love to have him on, you know, as a as a, a memorial
2: <laughs> for posterity. For posterity, yes,
1: in memoriam, <laughs> in memoriam. Uh, because look, I like I said, I saw him a few weeks ago. Didn't look
2: good. Well, didn't look good. He's coming towards. The look, end. BPG is probably life. going to put on
1: the hugest funeral in the wake you've ever seen.
2: BPG be a big event.
1: It's going to be a huge event. The flowers there and the beautiful. BPG is going to put on. I mean, it's going to be
2: incredible. Thank you for your work. We yes. love BPG, Mayor, yeah, Lawyer, yeah. Yeah. Real Estate the, 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 uh,
1: the whole the wake's probably going to be at Maker's Alley. <laughs> and then afterwards, we're going to do fucking candle pin bowling. <laughs> we love you, Mayor Mike. <laughs>